Jason Waller here, True Underdog Podcast and YouTube channel. Listen, make sure you subscribe today. You can go to iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You can go to our YouTube channel, True Underdog, or you can visit trueunderdog.com and subscribe to all of it. Damn, damn, damn. True Underdog. Damn, damn, Unleash damn. the power Jason Waller, True Underdog Podcast. Underdogs, I hope you're listening today. I have got an underdog bite to change everything. I'm super excited about this one. Are you ready for it? The School of Hard Knocks, baby. That's the message today. The School of Hard Knocks. That's right. For the new listeners out there, don't know my story. Come from a blue-collar family. Some abuse, right? Kids having kids. They don't know how to raise kids. My parents are better grandparents than they were parents, but that's okay. I'm not mad at them. My dad worked multiple jobs. My mom worked at a bakery. Neither one of them graduated high school. They had three kids. Two kids had asthma, my brother and sister. My dad filed bankruptcy multiple, multiple, multiple times throughout his life. Couldn't manage money for anything. Worked for AT&T in a bill print center and a corning plant. And then when we moved to Arizona, he bought a trailer. We lived in a trailer park. I didn't even know what a trailer park was. Until we moved there, we were in lower, uh, below middle class in Arizona. We moved to North Carolina. It was a trailer park. And people at school would make fun of me. My mom started working third shift at a bakery and, you know, basically making cakes and bread. And my dad worked at AT&T, transferred there. He would deliver newspapers at night for like 150 bucks a week. I would help him and I would go to school before I dropped out of school. And where I lived in Concord, North Carolina... So shout out to my Concord folks out there in Central Cabarrus going to high school. But there were some mean ass people. Those people know who they are that would run their mouth and judge my Tommy Hilfiger shirt and be like, oh, you know, that's not even a real Tommy. You know, you're wearing fake Tommy Hilfigers. And, you know, I, I was, but my mom's mom. So my grandmother worked at a flea market up towards Elkin, North Carolina. So for those folks in North Carolina, shout out to Elkin. It's as redneck and bumpkin as it gets. But we used to go up there to a flea market or a swap meet, whatever you want to call it, and buy fake Tommy Hilfiger for like 5 or $7. And they looked legit. They looked real. They were like ironed on, sewn on, all that shit. I didn't have any money. I mean, I, I helped my dad do the paper delivery. I finally got a job at Boston Market. I was doing all these things I could do to help pay the bills, I, you know, whatever I contribute to buy my first car, which was $300, and get it a paint job from Econo. After about a year, I was able to save another $300 and get a paint job because the car was like 12 colors. But in that story, I mean, I I was going to school. I lived in a trailer park. People were making fun of me. I didn't fit in. You know, I grew up in Phoenix, Arizona, where race and religion, none of that was didn't really matter. You know, most of my friends were Hispanic, Latino, Mexican. Some were Jewish. Some were black. Some, I had friends all over. It didn't matter. When I moved to North Carolina, it was a little different. And I moved there in 1994. And I remember going to school for the first time and I would see black kids at one table and white kids at another table. And I just thought that was awkward. It wasn't like that in Arizona for me. It didn't matter. One of my best friends, Chris, was, was black. I mean, we were spending the night just as we were best friends for years. Nobody was separated in Arizona. Everybody was kind of blended in where I grew up in Glendale, Arizona. It wasn't like that in North Carolina. It was completely different. I also grew up, there was a lot of gangs. You know, there was... You know, West Side Finaghetto, West Side Vadio Hollywood, West Side City Crips, you know, Brown Pride, you know, MS-13, all that shit that came from L.A. 
was festering and growing in Phoenix. And, you know, we saw like the, you know, the neighbor's house got shot, you know, drive by, you know, there was all kinds of just punks. It wasn't about how tough you were growing up in Phoenix. It was, I mean, I'm sorry. It wasn't about how much money you had growing up in Phoenix. It wasn't about what kind of car you drove in Phoenix. It was about what set you claim, what neighborhood you're from and how tough you are. Who are your homeboys? How are you going to be able to step up and, and manage yourself? Are you, or, you know, are you weak? It had nothing to do with money. When I moved to North Carolina, it was the complete opposite. It was race kind of played a card. So you had some hillbilly redneck white dudes that were country as fuck, you know, eating the Chewbacca and wearing the overalls, the whole nine, which was not me. And then you had a lot of black kids that were used to not being friends with the white kids. And so I was like, where do I fit in? And most of my friends or practically all my friends lived in the trailer park with me. And they were from out of state. I had my boy, the late David Stennett who was Honduras and white and moved into the trailer park. I had my boy, Jason Coleman, who he moved from Kansas and then Kannapolis into the trailer park. I had my boy, the late Benji Anderson, who grew up in West Virginia, lived in North Carolina a long time and lived in a trailer park. And then I had uh, my boy, the late Bill Lanudo. I mean, I've got three of the four friends I've mentioned that have passed, and I'm going to get into that. But I, the, the, the late Bill Lanudo, who moved up from, you know, he's Sicilian, and he moved up from uh, Florida, and lived in an apartment complex down the street. So that was my crew. That was the crew I ran around with because I didn't fit in. You know, we would try to go to some of these high school parties and we would get thrown out because I didn't grow up with these kids. Or I didn't play sports with these kids. You know, I played quarterback and then I dropped off the team my freshman year there at Central. I was like, ah, this isn't for me. You know, but I played when I was in Arizona. And this was the mindset I grew up with. So I, I, I'm getting judged because my car is a piece of shit. I'm getting judged because I live in a trailer park. I'm getting judged because I'm wearing fake Tommy Hill figures. I'm getting judged for all of these things I can't control. Where I grew up in an area was who are your homeboys? What set do you claim? How tough are you? It was different. It wasn't about money or status. And I think that over time, being in North Carolina, that kind of changed. You started to see race didn't matter as much. But when I first got there, it was awkward. It was it was awkward. I've never seen anything like it. And, you know, I think that that's unfortunate. And I bring that up because there was a lot of issues with people not understanding each other. And I only went to that school for two years. And then I, I got kicked out for fighting. And then I went to another school and I got kicked out for fighting. I, I had a fighting problem. I made great grades. I had a fighting problem. But I'm sharing this so you understand the demeanor of the school of hard knocks. You know, I didn't finish traditional high school. I didn't go to college. And I had a kid in my teens shortly after that. Married my high school sweetheart. We had a kid early on. She was 17. I was 18. It was nuts. And so she didn't get to finish traditional high school. And what I noticed and what I saw, I just, laid, I just named four of my best friends in high school in North Carolina. Three of them are no longer with me. Three have died from drugs an overdose or depression and then taking drugs, it's unfortunate. And I'm sharing this because what happens when you grow up in certain places, whatever community you live in, whether it be the projects, whether it be the hood, whether it be the trailer park, it doesn't matter whether you're white, black, orange, green, yellow, it doesn't matter. That society, that community puts a bar on you. It doesn't allow you to get out. It sets the standard of this is acceptable. It's acceptable to drop out of school. It's acceptable to do drugs. That's what I saw in North Carolina that I didn't see in Arizona. Now, I mentioned Arizona with gangs and drive-bys, and it was 
way more gangster than Charlotte or North Carolina. But all of my friends finished high school that I grew up with in Arizona, in middle school and elementary, and I'm still friends with today. They all finished high school. None of them died from OD or, or drugs, but they did in North Carolina where there were no gangs. But this mentality of, you know, we talk about certain communities and not allowing people to have the intelligence to groom to get them out of there with the education. The mentality and the education in spots in North Carolina, it became acceptable to stay in that city and never move or live with your parents or do drugs or drop out of school. That became normal. And I think that the problem, and I mentioned this in Hard Knocks of Life, is you can't accept the freaking normal. You can't let a community dictate how you're going to live your life. You can't let a city dictate that. You can't let friends dictate that, drugs dictate that. You have got to control your own map. Any of you listening to this right now can make a difference in your own life and someone else's life and get out of that, that, that status quo of this is acceptable. It's okay for me to have a kid at 16. It's okay for me to drop out of school. It's okay for me to do drugs. It's okay. It's not okay. It's not okay. Quit being a fucking sheep. It's not okay. I'm bringing up something that that means something to me with my friends that I lost, that it hurts me because they were great people that lived with the, this is okay. This is acceptable. I'm going to do this. And then once they get hooked, they're done. They just keep doing the drugs and they can't get, they, they, they don't get healed. And they struggle. It's wrong. And we've allowed certain communities, no matter, I tell you, you're in the hood, you're in the projects, you're in the trail park, doesn't matter. Any race, this happens all over. You know, it happens all over the place, especially if there's poverty or no education, kids raising kids. I mean, that's what happened in my household. But what makes me different than any of y'all? Nothing. The only difference was my mindset. The only difference was learning from my failure. Was I perfect? Hell no. Did I try drugs? Yeah, I tried some drugs. I never did anything more than marijuana. I was always scared. I was always intimidated. My dad would beat the shit out of me, but I was an idiot. There were some stupid things I've done, but you know what? I had that mindset of, I didn't want to live like that. I didn't want to be judged like that. I had a kid when I was 18 and that inspired me to change my life. Now I was already having a great job, making some great money at 18 that I probably shouldn't have had. But nothing makes me better than any of you guys. The only difference is I did something with my opportunity. The only difference is I didn't take no for an answer. The only difference is I didn't let that city, that community, that aura dictate my life. And there's a lot of you out there listening right now that may remember me from high school. You may not. Maybe you're just getting to listen to me now and you're new. But you know those people I'm talking about, or maybe you're some of those people that have been scared to take a chance on your own life, that have been scared and thought that this is how I'm supposed to live and I'm gonna continue the same tradition. And I say to you, bullshit, you can change tradition today. It's never too late. You can change the course of your life right now. You got that choice. You woke up this morning, you put this on, it's time to make a change if you're ready. It's time to step up if you're ready. Maybe you need God, go get God and then make a change. Maybe you need motivation. Listen to some motivation, then go make change. Maybe you need to fall down so hard that then you'll get up, then go make change. But whatever it is to get you going, to get that fire set, to take it to the next level, 
Do not let what you see around you, your friends, family, thinking that average is okay, mediocre is okay, less than average is okay. This is who we are. This is who our family is. This is the city we live in. All our friends, none of them got out of this city. Bullshit. The world is a big place and life is a small time. You don't get a lot of time on this earth and the earth is huge. It's time to start living. Quit dying, start living. Quit accepting average mediocrity in your life. Take control. Be a lion. Be a buffalo. Run through the damn storm and change your life. Why are we accepting this? I've lost three good friends that I loved dearly, that were there for me when it was hard, that understood what I was going through with family problems and abuse, that understood, but we didn't have any money, our cars were bullshit, that understood we lived in a trailer and people made fun of us, that understood that we couldn't afford the cool clothes like some of the rich prima donna spoon-fed assholes we went to school with. I wonder where a lot of those assholes are now. I bet some of you are listening, huh? Gotcha, right? That's what I like to say to them. Isn't it weird how this world turns? Isn't it weird how some of us take control of our life and turn that hate and that anger and that bullshit that those people say and and how they put us down and we just roll it up in a nice, hey, we made it, stuff it down their throat and they get to watch it? Let me tell you something. That's the sick part of me. I'm a good person. I'm a Christian. I'm a great husband. I'm a great father. I'm a great business owner. I'm a great friend. I I feel like I'm a pretty great person. I am not perfect. I, I have a bad temper. I lose my shit. I've got my own problems. But let me tell you where I do get a little twisted. I love to prove all of those people wrong. All of those people that picked on me and my late three friends. All of those people that talk shit, ran their mouth. I'm glad that you got your popcorn and you got to watch the show. I hope I put on a good enough show for you. I hope you keep tuning in and watching because I'm not done yet. As we like to say at Power Home, we're just rounding first base. We're just getting started. But let this be a note. Let this be a lesson to those. Don't judge people by the color of their skin or how much money they have or how much money they don't have or what the fuck they drive or where they live. Judge them by what's inside. Judge them by who they want to be and who they want to serve. Quit trying to judge people because you think your shit doesn't stink and that you're better than somebody. I'm here to tell you, you're not better than anybody. That's not how it works. I'm not better than anybody right now. The only difference between me and you is I have some money in my pocket now. That doesn't make me better. I'm still the same son of a bitch I was back then. So you've got a choice to make. What are you going to do? You're going to allow to live the life that you don't want to live and sit there and struggle and think that that's acceptable, or you're going to start to make changes. Now, let me give you guys some advice. You can't make changes in one day. You can't make changes in one week or one month or one year. Your life doesn't completely change that fast. But every single moment, every single day, every single week that you adjust it a little bit, a bunch of a little bits equals a lot. That's what happens. The shit doesn't happen overnight. You're going to set goals. You're like, you know what? I'm listening to Jason. I'm ready. The True Underdog Podcast got me fired up. I'm ready to go. I'm going to kick its ass. I'm not dealing with this anymore. Ready? Okay. It's not one day. It's day one. You start day one right now. And what do you do? You set two goals tomorrow. And you accomplish those two goals. And you make them reachable goals. Nothing unreachable. You can't go, well, I'm going to open a business tomorrow and make a million dollars. No, you're not. But you can say, hey, I'm going to open a business tomorrow. All right, go create an LLC. Done. I'm going to create a website. Done. 
Make the next day two goals. Start holding yourself accountable to two goals a day. I assure you, you continue to do that, things will change. You'll look back in 30 days and go, damn. You'll look back in six months and go, damn. You'll look back in a year and go, holy shit. Now things are really changing. But you got to stay in that moment. You can't be discouraged. You can't let things hold you back or hold you down. You can't let the ADD kick in and the I need things, the instant gratification right now and the change right now stop you from the mission. You have to be patient. You have to put the work in. It's never worth it if you don't put the work in. Think about that first paycheck you've ever made and you went and bought your first thing. You know how great that feeling is? That's the feeling you get when you start to live the life you want to. When you start to dictate and control what you want to do. When you do something for yourself. You don't have to open a business to be great. You can go get the job you want. Apply for the job you want. Take a chance. Maybe you don't think you're qualified for the job. Bullshit. Get in there and starstruck them in the interview and get that job. Hard knock life. Those of us that grow up in bullshit and have people treat us like bullshit, we have the opportunity to serve and be better out there and use that hurt, that feeling of failure as a foundation and strength to really get the motor running and use all that hate as fuel for our vehicle to keep the process in life of what we want to do. That's what I do. I love when people talk shit. I know that's weird. I just, I love it. You know, I, I've got, you become numb to it. You know, people say, it doesn't hurt my feelings anymore. At least they're talking about me. I don't want someone that maybe went to school with me or my three late friends to go, oh, I feel bad I was a dick. Dude, all's forgiven. I don't hold grudges. I don't hold grudges. For those that know me, I don't hold grudges. But I like to say, hey, comes around, goes around, baby. When you put in good stuff to good people and you work on yourself, good things happen. And when you don't, you bitch and you complain and you blame everybody else and you put people down and you judge people, nothing good ever happens. You sit in that circle of bullshit. And that's the message I want you to real. Hard knock life does not stop you from being successful. It does not stop you from going to find happiness. It does not stop you to go change your life. What does is people becoming weak and allowing the outside circumstances to control them. To allow what seems acceptable to those who are failing in life and then they jump in there because it seems like it's easier. It's not. It's never easy. It's not easy to lose, it's not easy to fail, and it's not easy to win. Either way, there's work to be done or feelings that are had. Now, you ask yourself today, you're listening to the show today, what are you going to do different? Make it day one, not one day. Create those two goals. Treat people with respect. Don't act like you're better than people because you have a little money in your pocket or you went to college or your mommy and daddy gave you money. That doesn't make you anything. I'm the first to tell you that makes you nothing. That's a fact. If you haven't lived the life that some of the people you're treating like shit have lived, you better back up and recognize experience is the best education. Failure, hurt, grinding is the best lesson. Not school, not mom and dad's money. That doesn't make you anything. It makes you weak, it makes you fake that's not going to do anything for you. You're going to have to put in the work. You're going to have to grind. You're going to have to make a difference in your life. So I will say, I'll leave with this message. Plan those two goals. Don't let outside circumstance control you. 
treat other people with dignity and respect and serve people and give it your all. Quit quitting on yourself. Don't be handcuffed. Live your life. Don't die in it. Bam. And that concludes another episode here on True Underdog. If you're interested in hearing more, make sure you subscribe at iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or the YouTube channel. You can always visit trueunderdog.com. Subscribe to all of them. Make sure you check out our newest episodes coming out on Mondays and Thursdays. True Underdog, baby. Damn, damn, damn. True Underdog. Damn, damn, damn. Unleash the power.